If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Today on the show, we're talking about getting buff on the internet. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes behind some of our favorite games. I'm Lawrence. I'm Kevin. And today we're joined by our special guest, the executive producer of Lore Party himself, Abu. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Um, I'm glad to be on this episode. And I actually realized that, Lawrence, you and I have never recorded a Lore Party podcast episode together. It's been like over 30 episodes and we have yet to be on an episode together. So first time for everything. And this is an exciting one to be on. Yes, we're correcting that travesty. So today we're going to talk about the Undernet in the Mega Man Battle Network series. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the Undernet. Like me. I'm one of the people that doesn't know anything about the Undernet, which is why I'm pretty excited to be on this episode. How have, do you not know nothing about the Undernet, Abu? Because I know nothing about the Mega Man universe. Uh, <laughs> my, you do, you, my experience. I mean, let me explain. Let me explain. My, my experience with the Mega Man universe goes as far as discovering emulators when I was very young, downloading this game called Mega Man Battle Network 3 that looked sort of interesting, playing that game, and also realizing that I downloaded a shitty, broken emulator that couldn't save. So I just had to play the game for hours and hours and try to get as far as I could without saving and coming back to it. That is as much experience as I have with Mega Man and the universe. Well, that's a fucking nightmare. That but, sucks. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that is a terrible first experience with this franchise. I fell in love, though. I loved Battle Network 3. And honestly, I'm one of those people who wants the Battle Network series to come to Switch. I would buy that day one. Dude, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'd love that. But yeah, I'm excited to hear about the internet and what it is. I did a little bit of research before we started recording, so I'm not completely clueless. I know a little bit about what's going on, but I'm excited to deep dive into it and really unpack what it is. Well, awesome. Hopefully we can uh, get you to play these games afterwards. So the internet is basically your parallel to the standard internet in the Mega Man Battle Network world. You can kind of think of it like the dark web, um, it's lawless, it's full of evil net navvies, rogue net navvies, um, and very, very powerful net navvies. It's got this whole kind of like dark lore to it, um, where the people that are in the regular vanilla internet are like afraid to go there. There are stories about like how evil it is, how powerful it is, like what will happen to you as a net navvy, like you'd become corrupted. Yeah, I think the dark web comparison is actually really good i think that explains what the internet is to a layman like me in a way that i can easily digest like it seems like a place that's so disconnected from the quote-unquote vanilla internet like you said but it almost mirrors it in a way too yeah i mean and that's true it, it it does 
but it's actually cool when you start to uh, take a deep dive into the undernet, um, you start to realize that it's not just this, you know, evil version of the internet. It actually serves a very like interesting purpose. Well, what do you, what do you mean by it's not exactly the evil internet? So essentially like the undernet does a lot of great things in terms of it keeps all the massive crime that could be occurring, it kind of keeps crime down. So basically, if anybody really wants to do anything, you have to get through the undernet first kind of thing. You know what I mean? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. No, Kevin, I don't know what you mean. Because that, <laughs> that like doesn't make that doesn't make any sense to me. Like crime can happen anywhere, right? Why would crime only be centralized in the undernet and not happen in the vanilla internet? Wouldn't regular net navvies or rogue net navvies be a possibility in the vanilla internet as well? Not really. Because like a vanilla, like, okay, so like the vanilla internet, if you're a rogue navvy, you're not going to get very far. The whole thing is like, think of it as like. Oh, so the so the vanilla internet, sort of the system is set up to not allow for that, to not allow like a rogue net navvy to gain any sort of power or prominence. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Th- think of it. Think of it like, think of the in- internet and the undernet as like a yin and yang kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Like each part of it is there for a reason, and we'll we'll get into it. Like I'm telling you, like everything is is there for a reason. Like we'll we'll get into it. You'll you'll find out. You'll know. It's it's gonna pretty much be like um, in the in the vanilla internet. You have net battling official. You have like the official net battlers, which are pretty much policing the internet. So. If you're trying to like assert yourself as like, oh yeah, I'm this powerful force, the only thing that you're doing is you're drawing attention of the like the authorities. Gotcha. That totally makes sense. When you put it like that, it completely makes sense. But Kevin, you were mentioning that everything has a purpose and everything has its place. So what was the purpose of the undernet? Like why make it in the first place? The reason why the undernet exists is to house a specific program. The internet that you're on right now, like the one that you're playing as Mega Man, like the quote vanilla internet, isn't so vanilla. It's maybe a little chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll talk about maybe hey, how about, how, we'll say we'll say it's a, little, it's a little coffee. Hold on. How about you're that? Fucking horses. Right. What it's what does that mean? Clarify your chocolate internet comment now. I well, okay, it. okay. Think about like I'll say instead of chocolate, we'll say coffee. How about that? Because it's it's the second iteration of the internet. It's not so brand new. So okay, so when the internet was created, it was called Alpha. Okay, so so let's back up a bit. Let me let me get this straight. The internet was created to house a program named Alpha? Question mark. It was how it was created to house a program that was essentially the alpha type of the internet. So it was the first iteration of the network. So think about it like for Terminator fans, it's the very first version of Skynet that's not ready for public release. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and from what I read, this alpha version went rogue and became dangerous, right? Yeah, it pretty much did the typical robot or like, you know, re- robot thing of turning on humans. Humans are inferior and it decided to try to take over. That would wreak some havoc on society, I would think. Yeah. So what they did was, what Hikari and all them did was they decided, okay, instead of just hit and delete, which apparently they can't do now. Well, you can't delete it. It's sentient. And it's a living network. Are we talking we can't because we physically can't like destroy a server or that's just immorally wrong? 
no, it, you physically can't because I would imagine if it's going, if it's sentient and it's like threatening, it's probably also aware of its own mortality and it's probably taking measures to save itself. That's what I was thinking too. Like the fact that it's become hostile, the fact that it's actively engaging presumably against its creators and it's, you know, I would think that it also put up some sort of defenses to not allow for it to just be shut down with a flip of a switch. And the fact that to make sure that no one was able to access this, they create this basically secondary version of the internet and they hide it inside of it. That makes sense. So does the alpha still live there or? Mm -hmm. It, It still exists there. Wow, interesting. Could it be used as some sort of weapon? If there's all these mobs in the undernet and if there's all these criminal net navvies, could they unleash the alpha on the rest of the world? Well, most people who are inhabiting the undernet are actually unaware of this program. They're drawn to the undernet just because it's the place, it's the proving ground to test your strength. There are a few people that are that actually know about the alpha program and that actually would know how to utilize it. But, and there's also a... Uh, second line of defense that the undernet has created and that is the ranking system yeah kevin had mentioned this earlier but i'm actually really intrigued by the ranking system from the little bit of research that i did it seems like a completely random and somewhat lawless way to rank everybody in the undernet which seems like of course the perfect ranking system for the completely lawless undernet believe it or not there is structure there is structure to all of this and as crazy as it sounds it, it's there for a reason, and it actually it, it protects everybody. Oh, okay. I'm interested, because I actually, from what I researched, I don't think there's a whole lot of structure at all, but I would love to hear you explain why, why it serves a purpose. Okay, so I'm going to give you an easy way of thinking about it. You both have been watching My Hero Academia, correct? Yep. Yes. Okay, you know how All Might's the number one hero? So there's a number one net navvy in the undernet. There's like the king of the undernet. And then there's like a number two and then a number three and then a number four. But the number one, here's the thing. He has like a bunch of minions. I want to say minions. I would say he has subordinates. Yeah, we'll go with that. Basically, you have Serenade. Now, Serenade is the, the quote, king of the, in, uh, the undernet. Serenade knows about Alpha and knows about all this stuff. And Serenade is basically, the purpose of Serenade is to make sure nobody gets to Alpha. Hold on. I'd say the purpose of Serenade is to make sure that only someone who's worthy can get to Alpha. Okay, I'll give you that. And I'd say that they do, like, it's someone that's worthy, someone that wouldn't abuse that power, and or someone that would stand against Alpha if need be. So is Serenade a good guy? But he's the king of the bad guys? He's the king of the internet. So that doesn't mean he's bad. That means that he's strong and his strength is recognized. Gotcha. So so it's almost like a respect system. It's almost like we respect how strong you are and you've proven that over and over again by climbing this ranking system. Yes, exactly. So how exactly does one prove themselves? How do you climb this ranking system? Is it just defeating the person in front of you? <laughs> it's it can be yo hey lawrence hand me that bag of chips 
thanks rank up <laughs> right you can pretty much rank up any way that the person who holds the rank currently chooses to like allow you to rank up so they could be like fight to the death which is awesome and weird at the same time because like you can have someone that's just like totally like strength test we're doing a strength test right now lift a weight fight me you know whatever the fuck or you can have somebody who it's like i want to test like a certain ability so like your um like analytical skills or uh your ability to decipher a puzzle etc etc like kevin said hand me a bag of chips you get my rank so that's what like is the cool part about the ranking system so like you're tested on strength but it's not just physical strength Gotcha. It's all types of strength. Right. Mental, emotional, physical, what, you know, intellectual, whatever it might be. You have to prove that you, you are the strongest in all of those ways, not just one of those. And I always equate that to these are most likely principles that Serenade exhibits. That's true. That, that means Serenade isn't just the biggest, baddest, strongest, toughest, buffest criminal net navy or net navy in the undernet. It means that He's also the smartest and the fastest and, you know, the wittiest. That actually speaks a lot to his character. Right. And they wouldn't because they wouldn't let someone who's just physically strong stand amongst him because then like I feel like it would like never end. There would always be someone who was unworthy like in front of him. And that's the point of having all these other people in this ranking system. It's to make sure that the person that actually stands before Serenade is the right person. And then Serenade himself performs the final test. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I have a little bit more respect for the denizens of the of the undernet. You know, I don't just see them all as petty criminals anymore. Like Serenade, honestly, thugs. seems like a badass. Right? They're not just thugs. Serenade is protecting something that's ultimate, ultimately this like dangerous weapon that nobody should get their hands on, except maybe the person who's worthy, or except maybe the person who can defeat it. Right. A lot of respect for Serenade, and honestly, for the folks that are ranked in the internet it seems like they really had to work hard to get there and it almost seems like like this is the purest way of climbing the ladder in a society you prove yourself over and over and over and you pass these tests and you gain power and prestige by doing that yeah and that's why like the internet is its own perfect defense because it's got the lore and then for anyone who's pretty much just like you know fuck this i'm strong there are like tests of not only physical strength but mental emotional you know like etc etc yeah that's honestly the best defense you could come up with for a rogue internet who wants to kill everyone (laughs) that's brilliant exactly I'm, i'm like i'm completely sold at this point like i completely understand the justifications for creating the creating the undernet now i'm sold well here here's my here's my big thing on the undernet for a place that is so powerful like the whole place is just a powerful place to be, you know. It, it it can be a little overwhelming for a place that is known for crime and has this reputation. Why the hell is it so easy for these kids to get in there? Because I mean, come on, is there's got to be like some sort of parental control or something like that in this world? I mean, like literally, these kids are like fourteen and they just waltz right in and like they're kicking ass. Well, it doesn't seem like it's easy though, right? Like you can't just log into the internet. You have to find these nodes or these access points which don't seem like they're easy to find yeah and there's kind of like theories about the undernet and the Mega Man battle network series that it's either ever changing 
or you never can access it from the same place twice. But like what I'm saying is it's just so easy for these kids to get there all the time. I mean, in every game, they're going to the internet. It's like, come on already. Well, I think it's also part of the fact that LAN is like a pretty much a chosen operator. I was going to say, aren't, aren't these kids exceptional though, right? Like these yeah. aren't your everyday average kids. Like we're, we're following their story because they're exceptional. We're following their story because they're special and unique, you know, especially Mega Man and LAN. They seem like the chosen ones in this story. So, And also Lan is the grandson of the man who developed this alpha program and the undernet. What? Yeah. And the entire so network. There's anyone I would expect to be able to find like this. It's this guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Come on. Inherited wealth. It's in his family. He's got access. Right. Exactly. Oh, shit. Of course Lan does. I, fuck Lan, man. Serenade all the way. I'm a serenade boy now. <laughs> At least serenade earned it, you know? Serenade proved himself to be the strongest. He rose to the top. Well, here's the thing. He's not necessarily rich. I mean, it's not that many perks. You still got to buy your battle chips. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a whole other interesting topic that I think we should definitely get into in another episode because I did not know that about Lan. That's super interesting. But to bring it back to the internet, I wanted to wrap up. I had one more thing I wanted to talk to you guys about because the connecting thread that I picked up throughout all my research was that there seems to be a really strong divide between the vanilla internet and the internet. Racism is probably the wrong term, but there's a lot of prejudice going back and forth. The internet folks don't like the quote-unquote topsiders, right? Like that's almost a derogatory term that they use for people that exist in the vanilla internet. But on the flip side, the folks in the vanilla internet are spreading all these rumors and stories about the shit that goes down in the internet and why you wouldn't want to ever go there. It seems like there's a lot of prejudice flying back and forth on both sides. Yeah, there's there's a lot of, I want to say hate, but topsiders suck. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of like confusion, if you will. Like I, I would say confusion just because like nobody really, even the people on the internet don't really all understand the internet's purpose and like it's the like we said like it's the perfect front so you don't want people to go there but you do you only want the strong ones there and it's it's kind of like a deterrent you know it's like it's like that nuclear deterrent and look at it like this abu you live in new york right yeah undisclosed location <laughs> <laughs> okay so like i mean i've been to new york a few times and like the difference between the boroughs is crazy it's mm -hmm. like you guys all live in the same city but there is this weird thing about like that some people that might be in like staten island feel about going to the bronx or harlem it's kind of that same thing that's true that's true these neighborhoods sort of build around these cultures and these societies and it's not that anyone is necessarily being racist it's just that folks want to be around other folks that are like them so they sort of draw these battle lines between the boroughs in New York and the undernet and the vanilla internet in Mega Man. That was an excellent example, Lawrence. You really painted that picture for me and you brought it home. <laughs> <laughs> so final question for you guys, which would you pick, vanilla or undernet? Actually, let me rephrase that. Which would you pick and which do you think you actually belong in? Ha, <laughs> okay. 
Um, I would definitely say that I would pick undernet. I'd probably belong in regular vanilla internet. <laughs> uh, I would pick undernet just because I feel like it's e- it's probably easier to become stronger or at least find a crew that will help you develop that strength if you already have a good idea of like what you want to be. I'd probably be in the regular vanilla internet because I don't want to deal with the crime aspect. <laughs> Kevin, let me guess. Undernet all the way. All right. So here's what I would do. I would probably have this beautiful persona in the uh, in the nice internet, and then uh, I'd be in the undernet. Hands to reflect down your beautiful time. persona in real life, of course. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, I, I I would be in the internet, like doing good, all that stuff. But I would be in the undernet all the time, like fighting and getting more powerful and trying to get in with Serenade personally. Well, as much as much as I've declared my love for the undernet throughout this episode, as I've come to understand it more, thanks to your guys' amazing explanations, I think at the end of the day, I would be a lame-ass vanilla internet guy. I don't like confrontation. I'm a pansy. I don't think I could pass a lot of the physical strengths in the internet anyway. Like, I would do great on the intellectual exams and probably the emotional exams and all of the other tests. So I, I could see myself ranking up a little bit in the internet if I bothered to, but I don't think I would get that far. So I would probably just settle for a nice cozy life on the vanilla internet. Well, that about wraps it up. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, maybe take a second and rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you guys listen to us. It really helps us grow the show. And be sure to connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.